0: Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God.
1: Good morning, everybody. Good to see everyone. Welcome to everybody watching online as we continue our uh, Advent celebration today. It's always great to have the celebration Sunday. A little bit different today, but still an opportunity to see everything that's going on and both worship services when you don't normally get to do that. Uh, we had the three trumpets earlier. I've heard of the three tenors. Now we have the three trumpeters, so I guess that's just just as important uh, as we go through that. Good to, good to have them up there as well. And uh, so uh, we're talking this morning about celebration and the perfect Christmas celebration and what that might look like. Uh, You know, uh, as you think back, you probably all have memories of special Christmases and great times of celebration. Uh, I grew up out in Odom County, went to a church, Buckner Baptist, that uh, basically doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, uh, The church has changed over and we ran about 100 on Sunday morning, didn't even have a Christmas Eve service or anything like that. Uh, So when Dawn and I went to Virginia, you know, we pastored a First Baptist Church in a little little town there in Virginia. And the Christmas Eve service was a big deal. Uh, And everybody kept telling me, this is our second biggest service of the year. Sometimes it's even bigger than Easter. And I said, oh, that's really great. And so it was at 7 o'clock at night. Everybody in the community came to our Christmas Eve service. And I remember at 5 o'clock looking out the window, and the parking lot was filled with people. And I told Dawn, I must have the time wrong for the Christmas Eve service. You know, something's wrong here. And so uh, I grabbed somebody walking down the street, and I said, hey, you know, what time's the service? And they said, it's 7 o'clock. And, and I said, well, why is everybody here at 5? And they said, well, you've got to get a seat. You know, that, that's what's going on. And I said, oh. And so we go in, and you have this great Christmas Eve service. You've got the, the, the candlelights and everything. It was You know, it's really special. Got a picture here of last year's uh, service there at the, at the church at Buena Vista Baptist in Virginia. As people were coming out, they they took the picture uh, there, but it was a great time of celebration. And then afterwards, uh, one of the local bank managers who was in the church invited us over to his house for a big Christmas party, and everybody in the community was there, all the important people, you know, the the mayor, the city manager, me, you know, it was was all the really important people that were there, you know. And we had such a great time, and I remember thinking, man, this is a great Christmas celebration. We look forward to it every single year that we were there. But what is the perfect Christmas celebration. If you're following along in that chat feature, just uh, mention quickly uh, one of the best Christmases that you remember. Uh, just put that on a chat feature. It's one of the best Christmases that you remember. Well, we're going to be over in uh, Luke chapter 2 today and Matthew chapter 2. So we're going to kind of be going back and forth and we're going to be talking about the perfect Christmas celebration in Luke 2 and in Matthew chapter 2. So let's jump right into it. The first thing we see is this. Reflecting on the true meaning of Christmas will help make the perfect celebration. Now, why is that the case? Why does reflecting on the true meaning of Christmas help bring the perfect celebration? And the answer is really very simple. When you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, it makes it more special. If you have no idea why you're doing something, you're just kind of going through the motions. Uh, And that's what I really don't understand about the celebration of Christmas. If you take Jesus and the birth of Jesus out of the Christmas story, then what are we celebrating in the first place? It's like Madison Avenue is telling us, hey, everybody get together, spend a whole lot of money, and decorate because we tell you to. And we say, oh, great, there's no reason or purpose behind it, but we'll buy everybody presents because they tell us to. So if you don't have a real meaning and purpose behind it, you can't really know what or why you're celebrating Over in Luke chapter 2 and verse 19, after everything had happened, uh, the baby's been born, the shepherds have shown up and left, and uh, night has come. And this is what we're told Mary did when everything was over. Verse 19, it says, Mary treasured all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, that's, that's an interesting word, isn't it? Pondered. You know, we don't do much pondering today, do we? Uh, When you think about it, you know. uh, So if you're wondering what pondered means, it just means to think deeply about something. Now, Mary was a deep thinker, and you had almost had to have been a deep thinker to be a teenage girl and had everything happen to her that she had had happen. If you weren't a deep thinker, it would drive you crazy. Here's this teenage girl who suddenly told, You're pregnant, and the child is the Son of God. Now, that's pretty heady stuff right there if you're not a deep thinker. Then she had to go tell her fiancé, Hey, guess what? Uh, I'm pregnant, but don't worry about it. It's the Son of God, and I didn't cheat on you or something. Then after convincing him, probably it was a scandal in the whole community. Then right before she was born, she had to travel a long distance from Nazareth to Bethlehem, for the taxation when she gets there there's no place to stay and the baby has to be born in a cave and placed in a in basically a sheep's feeding trough a manger and then shepherds show up out of nowhere right after the baby's been born and said hey angels appeared and told us the son of god's been born we came to see him and then when it's all over mary ponders these things but not only that look at the beginning of it mary treasured all of these things and pondered them in her heart. You see, when you really consider Christmas and what Christmas is all about and why we celebrate it in the first place, you will begin to treasure Christmas more than anyone else because it'll take on a special meaning. When you understand it, and next week we're going to talk in detail about the the purpose of Christmas and what Christmas is all about, but for today just think of the meaning of Christmas as Christmas is for you. Christmas is for the fact that Jesus came and died on the cross to forgive you of your sins when you didn't deserve it. You were lost and going to hell, and God intervened in this world and sent you a Savior. And that's what Christmas is all about, a Savior coming for you. And when we consider that, it changes everything about us and what we think when we begin to ponder Christmas. So how can we ponder Christmas? What are some things we can do to ponder Christmas? Well, you can do a Christmas devotion. There's, there's thousands of them out there. You can pick them up online or in any bookstore. That would be great. Just on your own, I would encourage you to reread Luke chapters 1 and 2 and Matthew chapters 1 and 2. What, there's 12 days left to Christmas or something like that? Or 13, what, 12? I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. What, what, what's the date? The 13th, there's 12 days left to Christmas. That's that Oldham County education I've got there, sir, yeah. And so uh, 12 days left to Christmas, you can read those four chapters fairly quickly. Go through, meditate on them, treasure them in their heart. You can take time to consider the world and all of its problems and how the purpose of Christmas is to address the problems that we have in the world today. So sit down and say, hey, this is everything going on in the world. Man, I'm afraid of this COVID thing. Uh, not only that, uh, you know, uh, we've got political turmoil, we've got social turmoil, we've got uh, I'm broke after spending everything on Christmas. And you sit down and you ponder everything in the world and you say, how did Jesus make a difference in all of this and so there's a lot of different ways of pondering christmas and really knowing what it means you know you used to have that old saying jesus is the reason for the season and without that it really makes no sense what christmas is all about well there's a high school in texas by the name of linda tut high school in sanger texas and uh, about 50 percent of the students there are students that uh uh need need help and are struggling with with uh with just basic necessities of life. And uh, so they've established a food kitchen at Linda Tutte High School for students to come and, and get groceries for their family. But then the principal had this idea. He said, okay, if you're a family that's in need, any child that can come in our school that's a family in need, and they can get the basics. They can get the staples. They can get milk, bread, you know, whatever. But if you do something to help another person then you can get the extras. You can get the desserts and the, and the whatever. You know, you can, you can fill that out, get more than staples uh, that are there. And so, what the, what the high school kids had to do was they had to, to be involved. They, they could help at school, help in the library, help a teacher, uh, whatever. Uh, they, they, could, they could help out in the yard, they could help in their community, volunteer at their church. Uh, but whatever they did, they needed to just write a paragraph about it, turn it into the school, and then the school would let them get anything they want. And when the principals ask why, this is what he said. He said, what I want them to know and what we talk about is someone else sacrificed to get the food that's in this store so that you all could have it because they cared about you. And now what you are doing is saying, I understand that and I'm sacrificing to help someone else too. And you're just passing it on. And so this has just become a a, a great thing, and almost all the students are doing it now, but really understanding what's going on and why you're doing it. That's the first step in really celebrating Christmas, is to ponder what Christmas really means, to think about it deeply. Well, a second thing that goes along with that on celebrating Christmas is that reflecting on the true meaning of Christmas, pondering Christmas, should cause us to be overjoyed in worship. When you really consider what Christmas is all about and what Jesus did for you, you were lost and going to hell. God intervened, sent Jesus who died on the cross and forgave you of your sins. When you truly understand what's going on there, it should cause you to worship and celebrate. You know, when the angels appeared, what did they tell the shepherds? You know, we bring you good news of great joy for all people. And when the shepherds heard about it in verse 20, look at what the shepherds did when all this was over. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just that they'd been told. So here you have these shepherds after they had encountered uh, the angels, after they had seen Jesus, we're told that what they did was worship. They glorified and they praised God. They had that good news of great joy and it caused them to worship. Now, over in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10, we're told the exact same thing happened to the Magi. The Magi have traveled to find Jesus. They they finally find him. They go into the house. They see the young child. And look at what happens in verse 10. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and they worshiped him. So for two years or so, they've been following this star and now it's led them to Jesus, and they've had two years to think about the meaning. This is a special star. It's, it's announcing the birth of the king. When they finally find that special child, they worship. So if you really have pondered Christmas in the right way, and if you really understand what Christmas is all about, it should lead us to worship. Think about it. Thank you, God, for giving Jesus for me and for others. Thank you, God, for loving me even when I was unlovable. Thank you, God, for forgiving me. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for giving me new life and a new purpose. Thank you, God, for making sure that even when this world is over and I die, I'm going to heaven and be with you. And when you ponder those things, it should cause you to worship. It should cause you to praise God and to thank God for all that he's done. The perfect Christmas celebration is when you've considered the meaning of Christmas and it leads you to celebrate Christmas. What are we doing here at Westport Road to help celebrate Christmas uh, this year? Because it's kind of a weird Christmas, isn't it? It's kind of a, an unusual thing. Uh, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, we had a calendar that was filled with all these Christmas parties and everything from the different Sunday school classes. And we've had to, everything's now off the calendar, basically. And uh, so it looks a little bit different. So, so what are we doing? Well, on the next two Wednesday nights uh, on WRBC Live, you can get online and there's a couple of things we're going to be doing. One thing this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, uh, Rachel Collier is going to be interviewing Gail McKinley and Amy Fisher and talking about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, what it means, how it directly helps them uh, and other people around the world. And that'll be this week. And what a great thing that will be. The next week, the, the Wednesday before Christmas, we're going to have a Christmas carol sing. So you can get online, and we're going to have a, an interactive Christmas carol sing with the entire church uh, as we celebrate it. And then on Christmas Eve, we're going to have three in-person services. All will be online, and we're going to have a special online family service. So three, 430, and 6 are our Christmas Eve services. Now, here's the deal if you want to come in person you need to sign up because they are limited just like they are on Sunday morning and they're all about half filled already. Uh, So if you want to come, you need to get online and do that 3, 4, 30, and 6. And then at 7, we have a special uh, online family services. This is especially for for children. So if you have children, uh, you can go online. You have a special interactive service at 7 o'clock for our children. So those are different ways that you can celebrate during this time Of the year. Anybody know who Gary Sinise is? He was in Forrest Gump. He was Lieutenant Dan, Forrest Gump. And uh, well, Gary Sinise has been very active in helping veterans. And uh, this past week, uh, one of the things that the Veteran Administration did that he helps to support is they were beginning to pay off the mortgages of veterans. And there's a guy by the name of Billy Day who's a single dad of four. One of his kids has uh, some severe developmental issues. It costs a lot of money. And so Gary Sinise got him in a Zoom call, got a picture of it right here. And they were just talking back and forth. And he said, hey, one of the things my group wants to do is that we know you've got a lot of bills and we know you struggle with your child and you've given so much as a veteran to our country. We're going to totally pay off your house and you don't have to worry about your mortgage payment. And you can see the reaction of Billy Day right there. He was overwhelmed. He started to cry. He started to scream, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This can't be happening. So what happened was he pondered what was going on, and it caused him to be overwhelmed and filled with joy. And that's what should happen to us, that when we really ponder what's going on, it should fill us with joy. So here's an interactive question if you're following online. As you think of the real meaning of Christmas and what Christmas is all about, what's the most important thing that stands out to you about the real meaning of Christmas? And that brings us to the third thing as we consider how to celebrate the perfect Christmas. Giving to God in gratitude help makes the perfect celebration. Giving to God in gratitude Help makes the perfect celebration. Over in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, we're told that when the wise men came in, they saw Jesus, they worshiped, and then look at the end of verse 11. Then they opened their treasures and they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, we're told all the time that there were three wise men, three magi. We have no idea how many there were. There could have been a, a thousand, there could have been two, we don't know. Uh, what we know is there were three gifts. So we get three magi from the fact that there were three gifts. So each one had a gift, is kind of how it is, but we have no idea the actual number. But they came and gave very expensive gifts. We're not going to get into what these gifts mean, but very expensive gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so think about it. They pondered the meaning of what was going on. It caused them to worship, and then they wanted to give to the one that they were worshiping. Now, at Christmas, we give a lot, don't we? At Christmas, we're broke by the time Christmas is over. You know, by the time January hits, our bank account is down. You know, it's empty. As a matter of fact, January is the worst giving month for the church in the year. And one of the reasons is we've spent all of our money in December uh, is what's going on. And you buy gifts for everyone at Christmas because Christmas is a time of celebration. You buy everybody gifts. But who's the one person we never get a gift to? The person whose birthday it is. We never give a gift to the birthday boy. Now, how would you feel if you went to a birthday party and it was your party and everybody at the party got a present but you? Well, that'd be a pretty bad birthday, wouldn't it? But on Christmas, we seem to give to everyone except to Jesus. And so we need to say, okay, then, what would Jesus want for his birthday? That's a good question to ask what would jesus want for his birthday uh dawn and i uh we've got uh two uh, uh we've got three uh nephews in florida and so we called their their moms and we said what do they want for christmas because you know we don't see them all the time we had no what was going on what do they want well what would jesus want for christmas well think about this why did jesus come jesus came to die on the cross to forgive people of their sins so what do you think jesus would want for christmas he would want us to care and help other people and do something that would help people know about his coming and their forgiveness of sins. We've done a lot of things this this year during the Christmas season. Uh, we, we completed all of our angel tree. Every one that we have was done. Westport Middle School then gave us uh, about 35 children from their church, from their school that we did. Uh, got every one of them filled with, with uh, 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 the... Uh, uh, angel Tree items for the students at Westport Middle as well. We collected games for the foster kids in our state. And Alan, I believe we got, did we get a, everything? Yeah, I think we got 150 games or so, which is exactly where they were going to have that many kids. So we got a game for every kid that's in that foster care program. We did the Thanksgiving baskets. But as David said earlier, one of the greatest ways that you can celebrate Christmas and let people know about the true meaning of Christmas is that Lottie Moon Christmas offering you know there was a lady in our church in Virginia uh, that used to say what I do is I look at all the Christmas presents I bought and then I find the most expensive present that I bought for an individual and then I give a little bit more money than that to the Lottie Moon offering because I should give more to Jesus it's his birthday than to somebody else and I always thought that was a that was a very neat thing uh, but Dawn spends so much on me I mean it just breaks us every year when when we have to have to do that. So, to give to somebody on Christmas is about the best thing that you could do. And that brings us to the last thing that we do. Reflecting on the true meaning of Christmas should cause us to be overjoyed. Uh, I'm sorry, I've already done that one. Who wants the last point? The perfect celebration, then, as we've talked about, is telling other people about Jesus. Look at Luke 2, verse 17. Luke 2, verse 17. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning the child, what had been told them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed. At what the shepherds told them. I think the perfect way to celebrate Christmas is for you to personally tell somebody else what Christmas means. What did the shepherds do? Look at our scripture. When they had seen, they spread the word concerning the child, what had been told them about this child. So all the shepherds did was tell people what they'd seen and heard. That's all they did. And what a better thing for you to do at Christmas, to really celebrate Christmas, than to tell somebody why you are celebrating Christmas in the first place. It doesn't have to be some big evangelism uh, explanation. It can just let them know, hey, I celebrate Christmas because of Jesus and what Jesus did to me. You can do it personally with your at work and with your friends. You can do it with your family. You can do it in divine encounters that you have. Uh, you can do it on Facebook uh, instead of using Facebook to attack people that disagree with you you can just say hey this Christmas I'm celebrating the birth uh, of the son of God Uh, the last nine months have been a long long nine months and we need good news and something to celebrate and what a better thing to celebrate than the birth of Jesus Christ you know a big celebration took place this weekend in uh London England uh the United States has has just now approved that Pfizer vaccine. England had already approved the Pfizer vaccine, and last week, the first person got the shot, and here she is, Margaret Kenyon, 90 uh, years old, getting the first shot, and uh, they asked Margaret, they said, why are you getting the vaccine? And she said, well, I've lived 90 years, no need to stop now. And uh, so that seemed like a pretty good reason uh, to to get the vaccine. And so her getting the vaccine, the first person in England, was on every television show. When she went out, there was this huge celebration. Everybody in the hospital standing up, clapping. Everybody's recording it. Front page of all the papers. The British papers called it V-Day. If you remember, there was VE Day, victory in Europe in World War II, and VJ Day, victory in Japan in World War II. But this was V-Day, vaccine day, a day of hope and a day of celebration. Now, there's been a lot of pandemics in the world since the beginning of time. Uh, the last major one, we remember, 1918, uh, there was a major pandemic that swept through uh, the world that, that we have today. And It's exciting to think that the vaccine is coming and perhaps there's going to be relief from this. But if that causes that kind of celebration for V-Day, what should J-Day call? Jesus Day, the day that Jesus came to forgive us of our sins. It's the reason we celebrate Christmas. God bless.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.